we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for December 9th, 2019. The next report is fish all gone, Gulf of Alaska fishery to close for the first time ever, seabirds affected in mass. And this is a kind of a continuation of the theme we started with the farmers at the end of the last part. This is a continuation, but it's it's kind of a shifting of gears because now we're actually talking about fish in this particular uh, very short video. This is Dapu7 taking a look here at another massive bird die-off. This time they're saying this is actually connected to a lack of food. This is what they're saying in terms of these birds that are dying that migrate from Alaska to Australia. They are being found on beach lines, as you can see here, all across the place, as they're saying that extremely low cod numbers have led to the fed to close down the Gulf of Alaska fishery for the first time ever. They're saying that this is unprecedented. Historically low numbers of Pacific cod is what they're saying is causing this, and that the birds have to be at full strength to make this big trip from Alaska back down to Australia, and that lack of food is the cause here. They're naming several different species. And they're saying that the heat wave is not responsible. The fires are not responsible here. This is literally birds starving a lack of food. All of the fish that they were eating in this area are gone. Well, probably because of Fukushima. The cod missing from this region. This is big time. When, they sh when the Fed shuts down a fishery for the first time ever, and birds are dropping dead out of the sky because they don't have any food. That shows you there's something going on in this region. And you thought food prices were bad right now? Just wait. Well, this is the latest. I'll continue to update on this as I get more information. I'll leave links below. Follow me on Twitter for breaking news. Well, I tell you, 2020, they're, they're showing a picture of this. these poor birds dead in this beach. I mean, there's... Uh, there's probably thousands. Uh, man, I I cannot see how 2020 is not the year this stuff all really, really, really starts to come to a head. And I know you could say it's been it's been building, but I'm talking about where really big stuff goes down. I hope I'm not right, you know. But and I'm not being trying to be prophetic here. I'm just saying, wow, I've never ever. I thought it was bad five years ago, or if I went back five years from that, I couldn't have envisioned how it could have got much worse. But there's just so many things now that where something's got to give. You know, this farming thing for next year, that's not going away. And we generally live off last year's harvest. So there's not going to be a whole lot to go on going into next year unless they come up with some crops from some other parts of the world where they've been growing them. But even if that were the case, I would imagine the food prices would would tend to skyrocket. So I, I hope I'm wrong, but I've got to give my listeners a heads up about all this. Next report, 5G radiation causes behavioral changes in humans, causes ion potentiation, poisoning of brain cells, and leads to mass insanity. So this is another reason why, well, it says, if you're wondering why people who live in the 5G rollout areas seem to be going insane, now that would be in the, air, in the cities where they were bringing these out, the big cities, 
well, that's not your imagination. 5G radiation causes neuro, neuropsychiatric effects through a mechanism described as ion potentiation, poisoning of brain cells, according to research published in Environmental Research. There's a link to that research here in sciencedirect.com. The results in behavioral changes and even personality changes among those who are routinely exposed, researchers found. So you can expect behavioral and personality changes. So if you're dealing, if you're in the city and you're noticing that people seem to be even more insane than they were before, well, especially if 5G is being implemented in the city, you don't have to look any further. In other words, 5G is a weapon system that doubles as a telecommunications infrastructure, but the real impact is to damage human brain function and destroy rationality, reason, and civility, especially among those who live in high-population cities where 5G towers are becoming ubiquitous. That is why you may have noticed increasing insanity and widespread mental derangement in those areas. So let's go ahead and watch a short or listen to a short video here that explains this even further. It is not yet widely known that 5G and other forms of EMF pollution cause neuropsychiatric effects, which means it alters brain function, it even alters your personality. There are documented effects, 35 different neuropsychiatric effects that are named in just one study published in environmental research, by the way, and those effects describe mind-altering, even personality-altering effects, behavioral changing effects. Now, when you look across America right now and you see this rising madness, this insanity on the part of leftists, this, this hatred, almost zombie level seething insanity. And you might ask, well, what, what's causing all that? And we've talked about some of the possibilities before. Of course, there's pesticides in the food supply. There are mind altering medications being given to tens of millions of people. You've got the mainstream media pushing hatred and bigotry constantly, just bashing Trump supporters and bashing Christians and hating on America and so on. And even they hate veterans and cops too, by the way. But those are no doubt a factor. But according to my research, it's looking more and more like the, the catalyst, the neurological catalyst for this is 5G networks. And you ask, why is 5G being so aggressively rolled out in cities all across America? The answer is because, like, a, like an evil Batman villain scenario, they need to broadcast hatred. They need to broadcast violence. They need to be able to flip a switch and make half the country go insane. And we're, we're there in certain cities. You wonder why is San Francisco, for example, or Los Angeles filled with hate-filled mind-numbed zombies that you can't even reason with. You can't even talk to them anymore. I mean, they're dumping diarrhea on each other in the streets of mm -hmm. Los Angeles now. Yep. And they're crapping all over the streets. Yep. How do they become so insane? The answer is because... Yeah, if you're out there, I mean, I'm not telling you to go out there, but you better have your head on a swivel because you could just be walking. I, I saw one video of some lady walking down um, that Hollywood thing where they have all the stars on the sidewalk and some... Um, black homeless guy comes up to her with like a, it's like a ton of evidently a bucket of diarrhea. And she said it was still warm. I don't know how she's like, he was saving it up or something. And she was getting into her car from what I can remember. And he dumped it like on her inner face on the car. I mean, it was just all over. I mean, 
she's got PTSD. I mean, and that's I'm obviously nothing compared to what potentially could be coming. But I mean, for no reason at all, just some demon-possessed devil from the pit of hell comes out and, you know, does this to this lady who wasn't trying to provoke him or anything just because, I don't know, probably just because she's white. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure that had something to do with it. I think there was a racial overtone or whatever. Um, so yeah, yeah, you, you just, you're particularly you're in the city. You, you might want to have your head on a swivel. I'm not saying God can't protect you from this stuff. I'm just saying something to be aware of. 5G networks were rolled out in those cities first, which means that the people living in Los Angeles and living in San Francisco and other West Coast cities and some East Coast cities as well, they were the first ones who were exposed to 5G, which means they've had the longest duration of exposure. Right. And the duration of exposure is important because that's what generates the most extreme effects in terms of neuropsychiatry. The longer the exposure, in other words, the more insane you become. Mm -hmm. So it's a broadcast signal. Yeah. And remember, it's... So in other words, the effect is cumulative. Just like if you took a nutrient that you were totally deficient in, like I talk about manganese a lot, if you're totally deficient in manganese, you won't be able to hold your chiropractic adjustments. Um, but as you take it, it's like filling up a gas tank. And as you fill that gas tank up, you'll start to notice, wow, I don't need adjusted near as much. I don't feel like I need to go right back to my chiropractor because that's a problem that a lot of people have. And they get to a point where the gas tank is full and you only have to take more of a maintenance dosage to maintain that manganese in your system. And that's why I gave it to all my patients when I was in practice. And I had hundreds of patients that I didn't see that much because they were on manganese and they didn't need to come see me that much. So that's just kind of one example. Using phased array antennas, which specifically target individuals with very narrow beams, almost laser-like beams that are being emitted, hundreds or even thousands of these beams simultaneously from each phased array 5G system. And these beams are tracking you as you move, and they are beaming directly to your device, which is usually held next to your head or near your pocket or somewhere on your body. Now, the mechanism for all of this that I'm covering here is what's called voltage-gated ion channels. Now, your cells have membranes, and membranes are really the intelligence of the cell. Membranes decide what comes in and what goes out. And being able to pass through the membrane is important for nutrients and also for waste products to exit the cells. But when the wrong minerals or ions are allowed to come into the cells, they can become highly toxic. And when cells are exposed to excess voltage, which is what happens when your skin is exposed to these invisible 5G beams, there's extra voltage that impacts your cells, creating what's called voltage-gated ion channels or the pushing of calcium ions, for example, or other ions in your body, such as uh, potassium ions, for example. They get pushed into your cells, and they then poison your cells from the inside. These calcium ions, when they saturate neurological cells, they can then result in neurological damage which then gets translated into mental illness or behavioral changes or even personality changes. So that's what's being observed in the, the science studies that look at the results of exposure to 5G and Wi-Fi and other EMF pollution, as it's known. What this means in a practical sense is that whoever controls the 5G networks is now directly controlling the neurology of the masses who live in the cities where 5G is present. Noteworthy, 
that's alarming because it means they can flip a switch and drive people insane. And that's what's happening right now in, in certain cities with impeachment. And this is why uh, leftists can watch the impeachment hearings. And because they've all been driven mentally ill, they can think that, oh, my God, these are bombshells. This is damning information. Trump is gone. When any rational person looks at the hearings, is like, are you kidding me? There's nothing there. They didn't admit to anything. There's no evidence. It's all made up. It's second or third hand information. But you see, rap- like I said before, the reason that it's all theater is that, you know, they really wanted to impeach him on something. All they'd have to do is bring up all the, the lawsuits he's had with paying off of children's, the families of children that, you know, he's raped, you know, little boys and little girls. They really wanted to go after him. Obviously, that would be the lowest hanging fruit. But they're not, which just tells me this is all theater. Just one more evidence that this is all theater for our, to distract the masses. Finality disappears in the minds of those who have been subjected to this mass poisoning as well. And they become mentally ill. And as a result, then they lose the ability to reason. And this is what we're seeing across the country today, especially with Democrats and leftists, is this incredible loss of the ability to reason. So you, that's why you can't have a debate with a leftist today. That's why they, they want to censor you, because they can't have a rational conversation with you. Their mental illness requires that they destroy you, eliminate you, or silence you, because they cannot challenge you in any kind of rational, logical way. In fact, the very idea of having a debate with you drives them even more insane, raving mad. So there are many, many aspects to this that you need to understand about why there's such a polarization in America today. It's not just politics. It's also physics. It's the 5G weapon system that's being activated in these liberal cities, and it's driving these people insane. So they've created really liberal cities full of actual zombies who are neurologically damaged, brain damaged, in other words, and who cannot function in a rational way in a civil society. And yet they want to be in control and they want to keep rolling out 5G networks all across the country so that they can poison the minds of more people with this weapon system. After all, they can drive everyone insane. Well, except themselves, of course, the elitists. You know, they eat organic food, they take clean vaccines, and they probably have EMF shielding Faraday cages installed in their homes to protect them from these EMF weapon systems and, and 5G you know, kill systems. But for the masses, you are supposed to be mass poisoned by their system. You're supposed to eat pesticides. You're supposed to take the toxic medications, drink the fluoride, and subject yourself to 5G poisoning EMF pollution so that you are driven insane as well. And this is why they hate people who live in the country, because out in the country, you're escaping much of the electromagnetic pollution. They want you in the cities where they can control you and actually hit you with directional beam weapons known as 5G telecommunications. It is a beam weapon system. It's a kill grid. And that's what it's designed to do is to ultimately kill off humanity, but in the interim, drive people crazy and then have control over humanity to enslave the masses by depriving you of the ability to think, the ability to reason, the ability to defend yourself or stand up for yourself or even speak out against these systems. That's why we're all censored, those of us who speak out against these kill grid systems, whether it's vaccines or 5G or fluoride or or what have you. So these are some things that are quite literally happening right now in society all around you. And these things 
are, are deadly and dangerous. And if we do not stop the 5G rollout, which is being pushed by President Trump as well, by the way, because he's oblivious to this information. No, he's not. No, he's not. Again, this is what you constantly see from people like Mike Adams and all the ones that are defending Trump. He's ignorant. He's this. He's that. Always some excuse. Never that he's on the spear tip of this and he knows exactly what he's doing. No. And this is the they they talk about this whole trump delusion system when they themselves are under delusion with you here he doesn't know this yet we got to get this information yes, into his does. hands we've got to get trump to stop the vaccine holocaust in america no he's doing and, nothing about that either tear down the tech giants dismantle their operations and save humanity from the scourge of all of this dangerous deadly technology it's actually going to doom humanity, not set it free. So, so he's so delusional that he thinks Trump is going to come across when he finally gets the facts straight and when he finally gets this information and he's going to be this knight in shining armor that's going to come and save us all, which is a common theme. And, and I'm telling you, that's not going to happen. If I haven't proven that in the studies that I've done in the last year, I don't know what's going to prove it. Um, so Mike Adams is beyond delusional in that regard. And that's kind of scary because they're, boy, they're relying on Trump. They think that he's going to come through in the end and, and he's going to do anything but come through, unfortunately. Okay. So then we have our next report. Uh, this was sent to me by a longtime listener and the fruit of 5g and any other programs designed to produce mass insanity among the youth and humanity at large classrooms and crisis outbursts are now plaguing oregon classrooms but this is going on you know all across the landscape and my listener says gee i don't know maybe don't put 5g network weapon systems to radiate the children of america in the classrooms uh they don't say it in the video but you've got to hear what 5g is making these kids do they misdirect and blame it on all the other stuff but it's so obvious that it's the technology and we've seen other reports where kids are getting cancer from this type of radiation well i also think that what 5g is doing is you're taking a lot of these entitled spoiled rotten brainwashed children uh vaccine damaged children and it's bringing out all the wickedness that's already in them okay now i'm not saying all children are wicked i'm saying in today's day and age though if you go to a public indoctrination school and if you're fully vaccinated and you're eating all your gmos and you're getting all your fluoride and your chlorine and you're, and you're on your meds, and you're doing all the stuff that Satan says do, and you're breathing in your chemtrails all the time. Okay, and I understand a lot of this is, is very, very hard to avoid, but if you're doing all of these things, and you're being brought up with um, the primary things that are raising you are video games, and um, you're able to access hardcore pornography at, at the touch of a, of a button when mommy and daddy aren't around, and I mean, there's just, you could go on and on and on and on about all the things that are that are being put in place to mess kids up and that's horrible but the fact is is it's turned out a generation that for the most part is going to openly embrace the mark of the beast and unfortunately is um, overtly pretty wicked for the most part not everybody but it's getting worse and worse uh so anyway um i'm just gonna go ahead and roll this video here and we'll get into, you're not going to believe this. This is classrooms in crisis. Out, outbursts are now plaguing Oregon classrooms. 
Good evening. I'm KGW investigative reporter Kristen Severance. Welcome to KGW News at 6. We're dedicating the first part of our newscast to disruptive behaviors and violent incidents happening in elementary schools. Now, remember, they're not going to mention one thing that I just brought up regarding why these that yeah you could a lot of it probably 5g is one of the main triggers but it's bringing out the fruit of all these other things that i mentioned and then then mass demon possession too because that goes hand in hand with this it's bringing out all that fruit to the surface it's letting that all come out and percolate on a mass scale so i i just think 5g is the ultimate catalyst you may not have heard of this, but teachers across Oregon have told us this problem is already at a crisis level. Tonight, you'll hear from teachers across the Portland metro area, including Portland, Beaverton. Portland, North which is one of the main areas where right off the Cas Cascadia subduction zone, uh, which is what we were talking about, where they're probably going to get it the worst. One of the most wicked, evil cities you can possibly imagine. As far as what goes on there that I've reported on over and over and so it, that it doesn't surprise me that the um, the worst examples of what they're probably talking about are, are, are occurring in places like this Clackamas Hillsborough and Gladstone what they told us was clear this is impacting all of their students and something needs to change <laughs> yeah I'll just, a little spoiler alert, they're not going to bring up one thing that I mentioned as far as contributing factors or what needs to change. They're, they're not going to do any of that, ultimately. And, and again, the New World Order is never going to give you a real remedy. They're just going to give you the problem and then blame it on something else. We heard what was happening in schools across Oregon. <clears throat> so we asked these eight elementary school teachers from all different districts to tell us what they're seeing every day. Raise your hand if you believe classroom disruptions are at a crisis level. They're all raising their hands. Um. Everybody. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. This is a day after day experience in many. And I'm sure most of these are liberals and, and they're even probably put in a position where they're being forced to even say, yeah, um, this is absolutely out of control because I don't get a very conservative vibe with these teachers. I just, I'm not, it's just not, when I look at a lot of them, I'm not getting a conservative vibe at all. So it's pretty bad when you have liberals because i mean it's such a liberal state and then you have public school i mean it's it's going to be a job that very liberal people are most likely going to gravitate toward because somebody that's a christian conservative is going to have a lot of problems with the curriculum or they should have a lot of problems with the curriculum they're being forced to brainwash the kiddies with where they're being taught all this sex ed stuff and that we evolve from rocks and obey the government and white man bad and i mean all of the the stuff they're being brainwashed with um i would imagine this is a very very liberal based school system 
classrooms, literal screaming, like they're screaming for help, literally. And so sometimes that comes out in, you know, suicide threats or death threats. They are throwing furniture, they're running through the building, going to the office, throwing chairs at windows. Um, and it's... Now, here's the thing. Like, when I was growing up, if you did any of this stuff, you were history. I mean, I didn't go to one school where you could have got away with this, private or public. I mean, we had discipline when I went to school. In the, you know, growing up in the, let's say, mid-70s to the, you know, mid-80s or whatever. I graduated in 87. And, man... The stuff they're describing, you couldn't have got away. You would have been expelled. But see, now they just let them do it, which further reinforces their the little kitty's satanic behavior. Now, granted, they're doing all this other stuff by design on purpose that I mentioned previously to make all that happen, to create these little monsters. All right, now I'm not saying they're all little monsters, but I'm saying for the most part, we're moving in that direction. It's really intense. We've seen students hurting other students or throwing other belongings. Um, students uh, throwing tables over, throwing chairs at adults, at other students, wood blocks. Um, I've been called every name in the book. And, and they can't do a thing against them either. You can't lay, you can't lay a hand on like these little screaming, um, I don't even know what you call them, hellions. You can't do anything about it, which further again perpetuates their satanic behavior. Traumatizing for other kids to see you being physically harmed. Have any of you been hurt? I've been punched and kicked and uh, I've had colleagues bitten, uh, slapped, scratched. Yeah, scratched with finger, fingernail. I've had fingernail marks down my arm. You're saying this happens a lot. Oh yeah. Daily. Absolutely. Oh, it's Daily. every day. Every day. Every Absolutely. Day. I don't think parents are aware of really what goes on unless they volunteer, but so many parents aren't aware of what's going on in our schools. Those types of experiences have become so commonplace that kids don't go home and talk about it anymore. Classroom disruptions aren't always tracked by districts, but employee injuries are. In Beaverton, 72% of the nearly 1,800 employees injured since 2017 were caused by students. In Salem-Kaiser, who only had numbers for this year, it was 73%. And in Hillsborough, 65% of employee injuries were caused by students over the last two school years. Some of the descriptions of those incidents include a kindergarten student swinging a metal rod at a teacher, another kindergartner punching a teacher in the stomach, and an elementary school student spraying cleaning spray into a teacher's eyes. I don't think the students no. want to hurt someone. They just don't know how to communicate their feelings. Please and when the most spare me. Serious they don't really mean what, yes, they know what they're doing and they like what they're doing and they're getting away with what they're doing. Notice how she's trying to like, give this an excuse here like like trying to explain they don't really mean yes they do yes they do and i'm going to prove that biblically because the bible has a lot to say about this and it's about as politically incorrect as anything i could get into but you know if biblical principles were being administered here things would be a whole lot different but you you let a child rule over you and let them call the shots and then and then make it illegal for them to even be disciplined what do you expect it's happened the teachers don't remove the student melting down 
they have to send all of the other students out of the room. It's called a classroom clear. A room clear is pretty much where a student is so dysregulated that your students are not safe. And when I'm by myself, I just tell my students to walk in and the other teacher will know what it means. Teachers say the clear outs oh. lead to a loss of learning they can't get back. Think of that student who in kindergarten lost so many hours of instruction yeah. because the teacher was busy helping those kids with high needs. Mm -hmm. By the time they reach me in fifth grade, they're lacking some fundamental skills that are multiple grade levels behind. If a student is flipping out, mm -hmm. you cannot touch them. Nope. Is that correct? I mean, by law, you cannot touch them in any way. That's correct. I mean, how do you how do you restrain them if they're throwing chairs or throwing only God knows what? Or what if they had a knife and were flailing it around? Do you have you can't disarm them? I mean, where does this insanity end? And the Bible says in Isaiah three twelve, it says, "As for my people, this is the way it's getting more and more." Children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. Now, whenever you have a culture or society where children are the oppressors and women rule over them, and, and you could say, well, that's not politically correct. I think that's race, whatever. This is what the Bible says. When women are ruling over men, okay, and children are their oppressors, my people, they which cause thee to err, thee to err and destroy the way of thy paths, So this is the society that we're in now, where children are our oppressors. We can't do anything. They're, they're, they're the ones that, you know, have the say. And the men are becoming more feminized all the time. The men are becoming as women, like I said, that Bible verse about Babylon. The men are becoming as women. That's where we're moving. Everything's being reversed. You got the transgenderism and all the weird garbage that goes along. Child molestation is in, in all of that is becoming legalized and normalized and promoted. Evil is being called good and good is being called evil. That's where we're moving here. And again, they don't get they're not going to give you any biblical remedy in this um video. It's just going to be this this mamby pamby patty cake garbage that is going to get nothing done but perpetuate more of this satanic behavior. Unless they're about to inflict um, physical harm on themselves, um, then, you know, you might want to try to go in and, and calm them down as best as you can, but really no, no touching whatsoever. Oh, my word. And that's what leads to the hurting. Yes. When your kids yes. are in the street. Hurting. We, the, the solution here is you have some kid going absolutely, totally nuts. So let's herd all the other children away from the, from the demon-possessed hellion that's throwing some temper tantrum over what only God knows what invalid reason. Let's make sure we reinforce that behavior by doing nothing about it and by letting him do whatever he wants and we'll just herd the other students away it's a really good example for the other students too really good example giving them the green light to do the very same thing they want to when they when they feel like they need to do a lot of hurting mm -hmm. you do a lot of hurting yeah, yeah. hurting hurting is when teachers hurting. have to try this and is something i've never seen done ever in any school i was ever in hurting what a pathetic excuse for a country that we that this country has turned into overall.
guide students to safety without touching them, even if they run away. Often they try to run around Make you. Make sure you don't touch anybody. You can't touch anybody. God, just let do anybody do whatever they want to do in whatever manner they see fit and do nothing. They see it as a game. And mm -hmm. so for yeah. a lot of these children, now you're playing chase with them. And instead of having to learn, they get to run around in the location of their choice. Raise your hand if the you location believe of their that choice. That's good. the current laws good. allow you to deal with these disruptions in the best way. No one. You have teachers who say, I'm afraid to grab a kid who's about to run out into the street. That's the way that we are being told that we're supposed to deal with this. And that's ridiculous. Representative that Barbara Smith-Warner and lawmakers across Oregon and across the... Every, it's true. I hate to say this, but every one of these are, are women that are being put in this position to do this. And it's like the, the, the Bible verse I just read about women in a prison. And I understand... I'm not coming it out down on women, but it's almost like you've got the women there placating the students and letting them do this. And I understand they're under these strict laws or whatever, but it's just it's just maddening. Where is the male presence that should be in there reinforcing discipline is really the way it should come down. I can remember going to schools when I was in and even public schools that I was in, and man, you were afraid of the principal. He had that paddle in there, and he's going to light you up if you get out of line, which was an incredibly big deterrent for you getting out of line. They don't, that doesn't exist anymore. That doesn't exist. It's just everybody's been gelded, essentially. Told us they've heard these stories for months. I heard a story about a kindergartner breaking the eardrum of their teacher. I heard stories about second graders throwing a chair through a window. And one situation where one of those students um, had some scissors and actually did a situation where he was going to hurt her. The student ran into the she room. She was making the sign of cutting her throat with the scissors. And again, the principal could not touch the student but had to hurt. It's, uh, but again, it's all, all these women that are agreeing to do this. I don't know whether the men are just, I don't know where, there's, all these are women teachers and it's almost like, I don't know if they're the only ones that they could con into being so like, um, I don't know, it's, it's so weird. Again, I'm not coming down to women, it's just, it's disturbing to me, there's no male presence here whatsoever. You know, I mean, when I was young, I didn't fear my mom, I feared my dad. Because if I got out of line and I had it coming to me, it was going to be when he got home. And it's disturbing to me to see no male here at all because I think that's the way they want it to have it. No male presence. All women that are going to placate these little hellions and let them do whatever they want to do and try to do some psychobabble to explain it all away and not expel these little devils. No. Now, listen, I hope they get saved. I do. But... I don't have a lot of tolerance for children that act this way and behave this way. And I don't think the Bible does either. And I'm going to give you the Bible verses that go into this uh, a little bit later. Him out of the road and make sure that the cars were aware that there was a situation going on. Why is the disruptive child not pulled from the classroom? Why is that child left in the classroom and others 
all others are pulled out. State Representative Brian Clem. Because we want to make sure we condone wicked, evil behavior and ultimately perpetuate it because that is what Satan wants. He wants the women and the children ruling over the men. Okay, that's what he wants. And again, I'm not coming down on women, but I'm just saying it's out of order when you have this going on and it's just insane what's going on in these classrooms. Totally, 100%. And let me just get into the Bible verses now because, I mean, might as well. Proverbs 13, 24. He that spareth the rod hateth his son, which is what they're doing in these classrooms. There's no discipline at all. And like I said, we knew what the rod was when I was growing up in public and private schools. And the rod doesn't have to be like, um, well, I'm going to get get into that. I mean, I, I think a paddle is, is um, I mean, that was what I knew the rod to be. He that spareth the rod hateth the son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him be times. Now, I'm going to give you the, definitions of these words rod this is from um the um the underlying uh hebrew reference a shooter a long twig of any woody plant a branch a stem or of a shrub a rod of hazel a birch oak or hickory an instrument of punishment or correction so that could be a paddle okay chastisement this isn't like some you know steel rod you're bringing out in you know breaking the spine of your child okay it's not like that it's an instrument of punishment or correction taylor knew what it was like she she feared that paddle i had okay and you know she turned out pretty good and i hated spanking her but on the rare occasions i had to it had a good effect okay and the more you defer doing this the worse the child will end up being because you, it's not something you want to withhold from them um, even early on. And I don't mean spanking babies, but I mean, you know, when they're old enough to understand right and wrong. And obviously, you know, a, the appropriate punishment for whatever, the appropriate, you know, they're an appropriate age, appropriate gender. You don't like go overboard is what I mean. Okay. Um, the word chasteneth means discipline, chastening, correction. Be times, when it says, but he that loveth him chasteneth, chasteneth him be times, be times means seasonably, in a good season or time, before it's too late. Because you can't expect to do this to never punish your child and then they turn 10 years old and you start using the paddle. Now granted, if you became a Christian and you got, and you got woke up to this, yes. But because you didn't do it for those other years when it needed to be done it's not going to be as effective had you started it when they were a child and that's why the bible says if the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do you want to make sure when you bring up your child you bring them up in the way they should go as the bible talks about and you start that um at the earliest possible age if you want them to turn out good the the longer you wait the more um, damage you're doing to the child in other words so b times means okay so he that loveth him chasteneth him b times b times seasonably in good season before it's too late or appropriately so the punishment is appropriate to the transgression essentially that's what b times means 
It also means soon or in a short time, meaning you don't wait. You don't like, they don't commit something. They don't do something bad. And then you wait a week to, to, um, discipline them. You do it quickly, get it out of the way. That way they're going to associate more the punishment with the actual transgression. There's, there's not going to be this big time that goes by. Proverbs 19, 18, chasteneth thy son while there is hope. And let not thy soul spare for his crying. You know, um, the child is going to cry when you do this. They're not going to want to do it. You're not going to want to do it. I hated doing it. But you're, you're to do it while there is still hope. That's why I said you can't wait until they're this older and then all of a sudden start. You could, and I'm not saying it's bad to do that, like if you just got the memo on this. But you're much, much better off training. And again, Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, and this is he or she, obviously, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Exactly. Proverbs 22, 15, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. Yeah, like when they, they're in the classroom, when they're wanting to throw chairs through windows and cut their, their classmates' throats with scissors or bust the eardrum of their teacher foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child but the rod of discipline will drive it far from him absolutely because if they know if there's consequences they're going to think about it next time before they do it now you need to bring up your child in the nurture and the admonition of the lord you need to love your children if they sense you really love them and you're bringing them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and you're putting a lot of Bible in them and, and you're trying to do, you know, a lot of times they're not going to, they're not going to act out. A lot of times you're not going to have to discipline them and spank them a lot. Now, I understand it depends on the child, it depends on the environment. There's a lot of factors there, but I didn't have to hardly, I can hardly ever remember spanking Taylor. I didn't have to hardly ever do it. They kind of got burned into my memory banks the times I did. But it wasn't like this was like an everyday occurrence. This could be like months and months and months go by that she doesn't get any type of discipline. So that's the whole thing about the rod of discipline driving it far from them. When it drives it far from them, you're not going to have to discipline them that much. So you're saving yourself yourself and that child a lot of grief down the road by doing it this way proverbs 29 15 and 17 the rod and reproof give wisdom that's how that's how a child gets gets wisdom because they realize there's a consequence for their actions that's the wisdom they're talking about here but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame how many children nowadays are left to themselves to raise themselves well the video game's gonna raise me and my and my and my smartphone's raising me it's it's also irradiating me and the public school system's raising me and only god knows what else they're being exposed to well when you have that situation it will bring the mother to shame most of the time Correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. Yea, he shall give the light unto thy soul. Yeah. That's how it works when you have a child that doesn't give you grief all the time. 
They're giving you rest. It's not like this constant burden of something you're constantly dealing with. Why? Because you, the rod and reproof give wisdom. That's where it starts. Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. It has to do with lifespan. It has to do with having a blessed life, honoring your mother and father. Okay? And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. So that's very important as well. But bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Proverbs 16, 4. The Lord hath made all things, and now we switch gears. And because I believe now and nowadays, more than ever, you're dealing with this. The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Some of these children are just wicked vessels. I'm sorry, but they are. The Bible talks about this. Yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Is there anything a wicked person that's been appointed to wrath, as the Bible says? They're, they're ordained to this condemnation, as it says in Jude? Is there anything they can do to not be wicked? No, it's the wheat and the tares. The tares are the weed. Weeds and the weeds, there's nothing they can do. Now, that's not my business. That's God's business to judge all that. But a tree is known by its fruit. And if you had a child that was constantly disciplined over and over in a biblical way and brought up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and brought up in the Bible. And let's say the parents did the best they could and they did you know, the vast majority of everything right and they still, well, I'm just saying, I think there's Bible to point that that child just may be wicked. I'm sorry. That may not be politically correct, but I'm talking about, can I verify it from a biblical standpoint? I think I can. I think I can. The, the Bible, Jesus said, and it was in Hebrews, that these are vessels of wrath fitted or prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. Now, I'm not saying that's the norm. I'm saying it's the exception. And I'm not saying you should view children that way. But I am saying there are cases where that is the case. And it's probably we're probably going to see more and more of that the more wicked things get. Just something to think about. Something to add in there. Daniel 12.10, regarding the end times that we're moving into. Many shall be purified and made white. White is the, when we're purified and made white, we're tested. Like gold is brought through the fire and silver is brought through the fire to, to get rid of the, all the impurities. Well, this is what they're talking about here. The body of Christ will be purified and made white and tried. Now, that's not fun but it's necessary but the wicked shall do wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand because they think hey i'm just being wicked that's just my nature but the wise shall understand and that's what i'm trying to point out the differences today here with the subject psalm 58 3 says the wicked are estranged from the womb they go astray as soon as they be born speaking lies I don't know how all that works, but this is an example of a vessel of wrath fitted, meaning prepared ahead of time for God's destruction, ordained to this condemnation. 
So understand, you might encounter people and it's like, man, you don't have a problem with anything. You're like, and you're, you're thinking they're going to react like you about certain things. They may, just may, they may be a vessel of wrath fitted for God's destruction and a total psychopath. Psychopaths are born that way. Sociopaths are made. And they got no conscience. Their conscience is seared with a hot iron. They've been turned over to a reprobate mind. And that's just their nature. Trees known by its fruit. This is just a heads up. Okay. Hosea 4, 6, and 7. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. He's addressing this to his people that are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. What is the, what is the earmark of 2 Thessalonians? Well, they're going to be... God sending the strong delusion that they will believe a lie. That they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. They're rejecting knowledge. This is why I keep always coming back to that. But it says in this particular environment, when you're being destroyed for lack of knowledge and rejecting knowledge, and that means rejecting truth, you're going to get rejected, but also your children will be forgotten by God. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore, will I change their glory into shame. So these are just all like warnings and biblical guidelines on how to raise children and what to expect in the day and times we're living in. Um, now, I'll read, I had these verses and I know I've already kind of read them today, but to kind of try to end on a, on, a, on a more positive note once we get through these first ones. This regarding the Antichrist. 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 through 17. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders, with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Next verse, verse 13. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation. Just like the vessels of wrath are appointed unto destruction. And I know you could say, oh, well, this is Calvinism. Well, no, it's not. God knows the beginning from the end. Okay? But it says... God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification, to, which is basically to me being holy and purified, through sanctification of the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit, and belief of the truth. So one of the ways that we're sanctified is, is by believing the truth. Now I understand you could say, well, the, the only truth that really matters is the gospel of Lord Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, the Bible, but I know, but aren't we in kind of a landmine of quagmire of garbage? In this world with all these traps and things of Satan constantly. And that, again, that's why this ministry exists, to point them out. Next verse, whereunto he called 
you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. So I was going to say this after this report report that i'm playing ran but i felt like you know as, as, as we get into it more i have to give the actual um remedy here so that as we're listening to these teachers talk that the remedy is pre ever present in your mind on what's what's going wrong here you know with with these teachers and things of this nature so i'm going to go back to the first video here and finish this one out his own daughter and she said oh yeah a first grader yelled and i didn't want to say it horrible obscenities as mad as bad as you can imagine she said the first grader yelled them for an hour and no one no one could do anything except wait just wait clem asked that why the matter. teachers were clearing out rooms and hurting students at first i was like God, what why are you doing that they're like well you passed it what are you talking about why are we doing it you passed this thing and we're like, I don't remember voting for that. And they said, well, the way it got interpreted was, yeah, you really can't touch them at all. Both Clem and Smith Warner point to a law passed in 2011 and amended in 2013 that says a teacher can only physically restrain a student when there is the threat of imminent serious bodily injury. The law was passed in response to an increased number of special needs students being restrained or put in isolation rooms. You believe this is really a problem with how the law is being interpreted? We passed legislation to respond to a problem, and in responding to that problem, we inadvertently create another problem. And so it's, let's get the pendulum back to a, to a good place. It's an absurd interpretation of the law problem. How, how do you get this, the pendulum back into a good place when, as they said, an increasing number of special needs students? Again, and I haven't even brought this up yet, but the vaccines, which are demonically based, which have demonic ingredients, which many of them are cultured off aborted babies and have um, the potential to have microchips, uh, like as I've demonstrated in recent times, cultured off this just absolute witch's brew of evil we know they have a spiritual component the kids have to get 72 vaccines by the age of 18 now um how much is that factoring in to this whole satanic mess um i would dare to say a gigantic portion and factor of this is causing is is to a large part causing this the statistics that I had seen is by the year 2028, half of all boys will be autistic, and by 2031, half of all girls. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. That's what I, the, the statistics I saw that they were bantering about a couple years ago. Now, if that's the case, all you're going to do is see a skyrocketing of special needs kids, which don't have governors on their, on their systems at all. Meaning they don't have that governor switch. They don't, they don't know how to restrain themselves because they're brain damaged from all the vaccines and from the fluoride and the chlorine and the GMO and the chemtrails and the 5G and the Wi-Fi and all the other stuff they're doing to kill us off. So what do we expect? I mean, you know, I'm not yelling at my listeners. I'm just saying they're doing all this stuff by design on purpose to create this hellish environment in the school systems. And then they wonder, well, I don't know. I just don't know what's really... The, the source of all of this, when it's like an 800-pound gorilla in the room, easily, easily able to identify this. But whatever, we'll just fix it and go back to what we had before. 
Representative Clem is co-sponsoring a bill that would allow educators to physically assist students without fear of getting sued. They don't have to be restrained and grabbed. Physically assist you to the principal's office. Physically assist you to the timeout area. Just calm down. You're on your own here. You need some time? Fine. I'll just be right over here waiting. Teachers <laughs> say it's one part of the solution, but they need Spineless. help. More adults in the classroom and the money to fund those jobs. We have such little, tiny, you know, minds to meld and we need more support. We they say the bigger issue, why these classroom disruptions are happening at all. We do need to have some deep um, looking into why. This is our problem. It's I just gave you all the whys, but they, they, these teachers, I would almost guarantee you, would bristle and whore and recoil when they actually got some biblical truth on what needs to be done because they themselves are brainwashed as well. Just a school problem, it's not just a teacher problem, it's our collective societal problem. Oh yeah, yeah, isn't that convenient? We just all need to be more heavily medicated. That's another gigantic issue in here. 72 vaccines by the age of 18, well guess what? They produces a ton of side effects, so then you have you know most of the kids now on medications, which was unheard of when I was growing up. All medications, have side effects, and a lot of them have demonic components. I mean, pharmacy is the root word for sorcery. So there's a whole other thing. There's so many demons at play here that, again, how? what if you mention that aspect of it? All the demons that are being, coming out to play because you're giving them, you're giving these demons all of this fertile playing ground. Hey, there's no consequences. You can explode. You can go crazy. Hey, guess what? I'm going to feed you with the vaccines, the GMOs, the medications, all of the brainwashing, teaching these children we evolved from a rock, which basically means, well, eat, eat, live, drink today for tomorrow we die because there's no real consequences because once we're dead, we're dead. There's no real consequences to anything. Hell doesn't exist. All of these are factors as to why these children are turning in to what they're turning into. Wow, what a problem. It's unbelievable. It really is. You know, the word shocking is overused, but those stories are shocking. The biggest question that people have, why are these disruptive incidents happening? Uh, there are theories as to why, but theories. no exact cause. One, yes. these kids... Now, remember, this is just pure brainwashing lies and propaganda. But I'm just playing it on purpose so and giving you the actual real biblical remedy so you understand this is the kind of garbage that they're putting out there. Experiencing more trauma at home. Two, this is the first generation really going through the school system raised with a device in their hand, from a phone to a tablet to really any electric. Yeah, and, and they're not going to talk about all the 5G and all the radiation coming off those devices and the fact that you can, you know, access hardcore pornography on a lot of those devices at the earliest possible ages and that, you know, all of the other brainwashing they're getting from these things. I mean, they're not going to really talk about that. Just kind of, kind of bring it vaguely up, though. There is so much surprising in that story. But what surprised you most in doing your investigation? I would say the most surprising thing, just how violent these incidents were. You know, reading those incident reports, seeing teacher after... Demons are violent. You know, just FYI for this lady. Demons tend to be violent. If they can go unfettered and unchecked, they'd kill us all. And hey, when you have a system like this and they're allowed to operate through children and there's no consequences, well, those demons are going to kind of do whatever they want to do. 
teacher getting bit. These are young kids. They are getting, these teachers are getting punched in the stomach. They're getting the wind knocked out of them. And these are young, these are elementary schools. While I'm watching the piece, I keep thinking about the law and the way that they're all having to interpret this. It does seem so absurd that they have to take the whole class out and leave the disruptive student instead of removing the disruptive student. And that's all because of a law that says they can't touch a student. So all these teachers are being told by their districts they cannot touch these students. Which perpetuates the problem, obviously. So the Oregon Department of Education called me today and they said, no, no, teachers can touch students. But none of these teachers are being told that. And this is happening across the state because why else would they be hurting students, guiding them without touching them? So there's a disconnect there. And we know legislation is going to be proposed, but what, what can parents do who saw this story? What can they do now? So the teachers I interviewed, they said parents, when parents come together, that's when change happens. So parents want more support in those classrooms if they want additional aids, if they want counselors, and the parents demand- Again, none of that's gonna address the core issues that I covered. It's all window dressing. Is and, and the thing is, is you're gonna have all of the legislature moving in absolute total opposite direction of whatever good-hearted parents that maybe wanna bring some real change. Are they really gonna know how to go about that if it's not biblically based? Are they really going to get into the subjects I just covered on the GMOs and the vaccines and the meds and the 5G and all the, I mean, are they really getting, no, it's not going to happen. And Satan doesn't want it to happen. So again, public school systems are just a hellish, hellish place to um, have your children. Now, here's another one. Teacher describes an American high school chaos. Um, Lee McNulty is now retired after 27 years. And that's the only reason he's coming online because he's retired because he not, doesn't have to worry about losing his job. As a public school teacher in Patterson, New Jersey, his discretion descriptions of the school in which he worked a regular district public school are chilling. So now we're going from elementary to more of a high school. I believe this is high school. Uh, and um, let's just see what he has to say. If we were to walk into that high school, what would we see? You'd shake your head and you couldn't believe it was a school. You cannot believe that this could absolutely be going on. Because we'd see what? You'd see chaos. You'd see kids literally screaming and yelling, rolling in the hallway, swearing, cursing, wrestling, sometimes fighting, and you'll see no administration. <laughs> Ugh, so pathetic. You were a teacher for 27 years in Patterson, New Jersey, right? Correct. Uh -huh. And you said that you didn't feel comfortable talking about your experiences until now. Why? I'm retired now. As of July, I'm retired. Uh, I did contact you at one time, and I backed off because I was scared. I was afraid that I could lose my job. Let's get into some of the specifics. And this was at JFK High School in Patterson where you taught. Correct. The entire 27 years. The entire time. Uh, you talk about student absences that go on in that high school all the time and kids cutting class. Tell me what you mean. It, the attendance is absolutely horrible. There's a 20-day attendance policy. It doesn't mean a thing. Kids don't have to show up for class. They've cut. I'll have kids with maybe 30, 40, 50, 60 days of absence, maybe another 20 or 30 days of cuts, and sometimes they're even suspended. So when it comes time to the end of the year, uh, I fail them. Because they up to 60 days of absences and then another 20 days where they cut classes. And then at the end of the year... I'm asked, what can we do about passing them? I said, how can you pass them? They weren't here. 
Right. This document you handed me said you can't. I mean, again, this is something that never you could have ever got away with when I was even in the public school systems. You could have never gotten away with this. And now, evidently, it's just the norm. All the absences and the cuts. Correct. And what you're telling us in this document is that on average, the average kid was absent 21 days and then cut, which means they were in school but not in your class. Correct. Another 12 days. At least. Meaning over 33 days was the average, not abs either absent or cut out of your class, that a kid was, was registered to be in a school, registered to be in your class, and not there on average 33 days. That's absolutely correct. And what does administration say about this? You presented this to them. I send them, I send them documentation every marking period, just like the documentation I gave you. So they have it every marking period, what's going on. It's just overlooked. It could care less. Because I know it comes the end of the year, they will still graduate, especially if they were a senior. Is this one year an exception in your 27-year no. history? You give an example of uh, kids who uh, aren't in your class, they don't show up to take the test, and administration says they're in a different class? Explain that story. Uh, I had a senior, absolutely did nothing. The guidance counselor came up to me and asked me, what can we do to have this, this kid pass? And I just said, I won't. I, I finally gave in, and I said, he has to come in for the next two weeks early, and I will give him work, and he has to make up all his time. And then the next day, he doesn't show up. So the following day... The you see the, the common trend here in the public school systems. They're rewarding, whether they're in elementary, middle, or, or, or high school, they're rewarding them for being evil and wicked and, and disobeying openly what the teachers are telling them to do. So what they do is then when they, when they do sham graduate, that's how they think life is supposed to be. I'm supposed to go around and, you know be devious and lie and steal and cheat and and not have any integrity because that's where what i was just raised in and that that public school indoctrination system that just raised me said this is good this is good and this is wonderful keep doing this in real life because that's the way they'll be the rest of their lives because again a tree is known by its fruit and when you if the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do not the superintendent, my supervisor will come to see me and he goes, well, what can we do to pass? I said, nothing. I said, he's got all these days out. I made a deal with his guidance counselor. He didn't do that. Absolutely nothing. Then it turns out I find out that they pulled him out of my class. Uh, they made some sort of arrangements with scheduling saying that he's no longer in my class and now he's in art appreciation. There is no such class. And then being that he's in a class, he passed. You're saying they invented he's a... In, he's an underwater basket weaving, and he passed that class. I mean, this is so pathetic, what is just evidently totally commonplace in the public school systems. Class, just to give this kid credit. Yeah. So they could... And, and why are they doing all this? To keep the numbers up, to say, look, uh, we always had a very low um, graduation rate. Like I said, especially with seniors, so they want to have, they want the, the the numbers to go up. We're usually around 300, maybe a little over 300. It's probably how they get subsidies from the government or some kind of kickback program is why they're doing it. They just want those numbers to go up. That has, has nothing to do with education or kids being in school or being responsible to be in class. 
Choice Media requested an interview with Patterson Superintendent Donnie Evans to respond to these charges. While his office did not reject our invitation explicitly, they did say they would not have time for an interview until at least 2015. Also of note, an article last month in the Patterson Press newspaper said that Evans received a $10,750 bonus that was based on oh, increased high school graduation rates in the Patterson District. There you go. So you Again, should. what did I just say? Some kind of subsidy or kickback. Oh, he gets this nice big fat bonus. He's the he's the principal, so um, it's it's um, monetarily motivated. The love of money is the root of all evil, and this just proves it again. Give me a school calendar, and at the end of the year, it has a final exam. Well, it wasn't a school calendar of the year. It was just it was the end of the year schedule for a final exam. Okay, okay. an exam schedule. Yeah, it was the exam schedule. All right. So there's a date, a Friday, and it indicated there a final exams, right? Right. But then it showed two more weeks. Two After full weeks. that, what are those weeks? Most kids don't even show up for the final exam. They definitely will never show up for uh, a makeup. Most kids don't even show up at all the last two weeks of school, which makes me wonder why do we bother even have 181 days of school for kids? So the last two weeks of school, you're saying, are after the final exam. Correct. And that goes to, like, you figure kids would be turning in their books, uh, making arrangements to, uh, if they had to do any extra work, get extra credit in. But I kind of figured out why they have that lap, that extra two weeks, and they can really care less about the kids. I believe that's the administration's way to sit down and figure out which kids, they can, how they can manipulate a teacher to get them to change their grade, uh, to get them, they will come into a classroom and ask me, is there anything we can do for this kid so he can pass? Let's talk about student discipline. I'm going to read something you wrote. Gangs of students roam the building all day, every day, all year. They will enter my room during a lesson. I ask them to leave. I'm ignored. I ask again. I'm still ignored. When I come over to them, they'll start running around my classroom, swearing, cursing at me, taking things that don't belong to them. Some grab safety glasses and run out of a shop class. Then eventually make a stance of defiance, swear, threaten, curse at me. Finally, when I have to go outside the classroom door and yell for security because I have trespassers, then they run out. And you say they also do this when they're looking to fight or beat someone up. They, they have done this to other, other classes. Gangs of kids will roam the building. They're looking for a certain person. They'll walk into the classroom. They'll find that kid and just start a fight in that class. It's just that simple. Retribution, uh, get basically... I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the reason is. A lot of times there's really no reason. Sometimes it may be over something stupid. You looked at me stupid. Uh, but it's just, it's just absolutely, it's nothing more. It's, oh, I can explain it really simple. It's an indoor street corner. Our school is an indoor street corner. When I walk in that building, I have no idea anymore the concept of what right and wrong is. So you're standing there in class. Because good is evil and evil is good. And the public school system reinforces that by not disciplining, by encouraging evil behavior, and all of the other wicked things that they're doing that we've mentioned. Trying to teach. And you'll see groups of kids just enter the classroom intent on beating a particular kid up. Right. And, and what it, are you supposed to do? What does administrator, administration tell you to do? First of all, the union always tells us not to get involved because if we get hurt, we may, we may be liable. Or if we try to break it up and, get a, and a kid gets hurt, then we're definitely liable. We have to call security. 
and then that sometimes takes a while for security to get there, to get there. And the kids know it'll take a while for security to get there. And bottom line, it'll be hushed up. Nobody will even get suspended. They'll bring them to security office. Uh, maybe they'll get yelled at, or maybe they'll get a detention. And even with detention, they don't even show up for that. Because they want to keep all numbers down. Violence. Uh, it, it, they, they just hush all this stuff up. They don't want a paper trail of what's really going on in the inside the building. So a, a gigantic perpetual cover-up to cover up wickedness and evil. Outside the building. One example of hushing someone up you give is students having sex in a stairwell in, yeah. in the high school. And, the, and, the, and this one kid... Well, I've heard this happens in elementary schools as well, believe it or not. I think this one kid happened to be a repeating or several time repeating 10th or 9th grader and never... This kid was always in trouble, always giving me a bad time, giving other teachers a bad time, and they finally, he was in the hallway constantly, all year, never seen him in class, and because of this situation, uh, I don't know what deals were made, I don't know if he ever even went to court, if, if he was ever arrested, but finally, because of that, he was removed from school. But it wasn't, it was hushed up. It was hushed up. You give an example of a... Teacher calling security because a bunch of kids are outside his room pitching quarters and making noise, disrupting class. What happened? Teacher got a hold of security. Security came in. He goes, what can I do? I'll bring the kids to the office. Administration will say, let them loose, and they'll go right back to do, doing the same thing. And that's what it is. The, our school building, all day long, you have kids in the hallway, stairwells, bathrooms, walking in and out of the, out of the school all day long, unchecked. And the worst part about it, the school has surveillance cameras inside and out. And I would contact all my administrators, especially the principal, and say, you have it on video. And when I would email, I would never get a reply back. And I can understand that, too. I just thought of that. I, I wouldn't get a reply back because then there would be a paper trail that he received it or acknowledging that he received it. But everything now, here's another thing I should bring up before this video is over because this is going to be the last part of the last part for the, today. Most of the people in America, this is what this is what they're going through in order to get their education. They're going through a public school system, the vast majority. So this is the norm. This is what they're being exposed to. This is what they're being told by society is okay and right in this wicked, evil system. So how could we not think that society is going to be totally wicked for the most part when this is the societal norm and this is all they've really known is the public school systems i mean a tree is known by its fruit can you imagine the rotten fruit that this and then the, and then you have the college the public colleges which are, are in some cases even worse as far as the indoctrination and as far as the uh, brainwashing that's going on I mean, it's just going to churn out a generation of wicked, evil doers for the most part. Not everybody, but a lot of people. The vast majority of society. It's just, it's incomprehensible. It was on ignored. If you were in charge of the schools, if you were the superintendent or the principal, what would you do differently? How would you address all this? Anybody who could not, all rules would have to be enforced. Anybody who could not follow the rules and, and it was uh, repetitively and there was dangerous, 
they would have to leave. I would try to find alternative means, but I'm not going to have kids that want to learn. Uh, Mixed so, in with kids who don't. Absolutely. It's, it, and that's exactly what they do. And they keep the bad kids in there, and now you have good kids turning into bad kids because why do I have to work if they don't have to work exactly, and they're exactly. going to pass? We have police in the building. They are not allowed to do anything unless they are told by administration first. If they should take a stand... This is like a cancer that will spread is what he's basically describing. When you don't discipline children and then you have all the other factors going on that I've mentioned previously. It's like a cancer that's going to permeate through the whole student body to a certain extent. There's not one student that's not going to graduate from this type of system that is not going to be harmed or unscathed by it. It's, it's not going to help them in any way, shape, or form going through life, going through some type of wicked, evil system like this. If the fi a fight should break out and they go to break up the fight, they will not be allowed in the building. They will, they, uh, I don't know what the exact word you would say, they would, be, they would be banned. They would be not allowed to work in that building again because they're getting paid overtime. Apologists for, uh, you know, the term I use, apologists for the education establishment, would say it's not nothing to do with the school. It's not the school's fault. It's that it's poverty. That's the real problem. They're just, it, these are kids from poverty, and so there's nothing else the schools could be doing. I don't believe that. Are you going to tell me because somebody's poor, I grew up poor, just because somebody's poor, they don't have manners, they don't know right from wrong, they don't know you're not supposed to swear at an adult, you're not supposed to uh, threaten people. Bottom line, bottom line, whether you're poor, rich, whatever, you won't want somebody doing that to your mother. So why would you do that to somebody else? It's simple. It's got nothing to do with money or economics or any, any other word. If they're so poor, how come they all have the best of uh, cell phones and they all have hundred plus dollar uh, sneakers? Yeah, spoiled rotten is really more like it. And they brag about the t-shirts that they spend thirty, forty, fifty dollars, where I'll go buy three for uh, for six dollars. <laughs> now you know what people will say to you. They say that if you get tough on kicking the kids out who aren't uh, behaving in the way that you want, and many of these kids come from underprivileged backgrounds, poverty backgrounds, it will hurt their lives more because now they'll not even have high school degrees. Hopefully, if they learn to follow the rules, because that's, the that's the way the real world works, you're going to go and teach kids in school that you can do this, you can do that, you uh, have poor behavior, you're dysfunctional, you can threaten people. You've got to get rid of them because that's not, accepted. that's not accepted in society. I would like to know why it can be allowed in school, but if they act the same way any place outside of school, they would be arrested. So when you go to school, are you going to fool around? Yeah, your kids. Is school boring? Yeah, they're kids. But you can't interfere with the process of education. The bottom line is if they're not being educated, we're, they're basically getting a high school diploma, they're illiterate. We are ruining a nation. And I'm going to end this by, there's a track that Chick has, Chick.com, and it's called The Last Generation. Now, this track has been around. I'd really like to know the year that it was released, but ever since I've known about Chick Tracks, which has been way over 20 years, way over probably 25 years, this track, track has been around. Who knows? This could have been released in the 70s. And it's it's funny because it has a picture of a guy, some demonic guy with a caduceus on his um, chest, which is symbolic of pharmacia, and then a vaccination needle in his right hand. And this is so before its time. 
And it starts out, and I'll just give you a brief synopsis. Um, from the World Court headquarters in Rome, um, standby Supreme Court Justice addresses the world. It is the decision of this court. Anyone who claims that Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father in Heaven shall be committed to a mental camp for treatment and or be executed. And this is where we're coming, where, you know, the tribulation period. All, all who oppose this law are now officially enemies of the state. And then it shows this christian family this george orwellian world but evidently they've got a kid that they've put in the public school system and um they're talking about how we're going to see jesus soon and the you know it's darker the darker the world becomes the brighter our hope in jesus becomes and then it shows this kid walking up evidently it's there it's the grandpa and the, the the mom and the dad and it's their spawn unfortunately he's turned into a devil and then it says um here comes the monster i and he's he's walking up and he says i hate them and then the kid comes in and he says the kids call me slime because my parents are straight and still married i remember this was probably written i'd say 80s 70s um and then they say what are you talking about and uh his name's bobby he says what did you learn in school today bobby and he said, my teacher said these are great for Halloween sacrifice. And it shows a picture of like a little cute kitty and a little cute doggy. And um, she said, the, I mean, he says, these are great for Halloween sacrifice. In other words, sacrificing your, your um, pets. And I think the grandpa asked, well, she's a witch, meaning his, his teacher's a witch. And the kid says to him, you idiot, you knew that. Meaning he's being beyond disrespectful to his grandpa. Now this is, I mean, what are we seeing here? What are we talking about with what I just went over? This is where this is coming to. Where the, where the, the children and the women rule over the men. And they better fall in line if they know it's good for them. Type of thing. And they're gonna, the children are going to rule over the parents in general. And then the dad says son you should love animals he says shut up you fool there's the only they're only jerks who died and came back as dogs and cats anyway meaning reincarnation which is a total lie um he says is, is there anything else going on in school well tomorrow a healer is going to tell us about the mother goddess being spotted everywhere oh yeah i bet he's going to teach us how to find and turn it turn in heretics <laughs> um and then um and then one of the parents said god help us and then the the little satan bobby says you just said the wrong thing you intolerant jerk and uh then they tell the kid to go to bed and larry and the kid the little spawn of satan says larry's mom said that to him meaning go to bed now she's in a concentration camp for child abuse want to join her now again is this not reminiscent of everything that i just covered in the teaching for today in the, in the last part of this this is where we're heading uh then the dad says bobby's teachers have ruined him and then they talk about the the blessed hope and they talk about jesus and the, the grandpa says they talk about the blessed hope he says that they're talking about the end times he says that begins the seven-year tribulation period those left behind will serve a satanic one-world dictator. 
God will hit the earth with every unspeakable plague, wiping out millions, but wickedness will increase until the battle of Armageddon when Christ will return and take control of the entire world. Um, then they go to the classroom and it shows this new age healer come in and uh, the new age healer says, this is Bobby's classroom. He says, we're looking for sickos who hate our blessed mother goddess, the queen of heaven. These insane criminals believe Jesus Christ created the universe. And then Bobby, it shows a thought going through his head. If I turn in a sicko, I'll get a reward. Or he say, he asks that of this guy. And he says, yes, a big reward. Just give the teacher your names and we'll treat their illness. So the kid goes back to his grandpa and basically puts him in a spot and says, Grandpa, did Jesus create the universe? And he says, he says, if I say yes, will your healers take me away? And, and the kid says, that's none of your business. And he, he boldly proclaims that Jesus Christ is God Almighty, which ultimately um, the kid says, I hate you and your Jesus. You're an insane criminal. I hope the healers kill you. And um, then he calls the he calls the thought police. And then they showed them torturing Grandpa. Not exactly a very lighthearted track. They said, how long before he craps? We inserted microchips to increase his pain. And then they're they're torturing him and all this other stuff. And I mean, it's it's pretty heavy-duty track. But um, I'm looking here, and I'm, I'm just seeing if there's anything more pertinent. But it just reminds me um, of what we're going into. And that this track predicted this decades and decades ago. And if, if you want to order this track, I'll, I'll leave you a link. It'll be at the very end of the... Um, of the uh, PDF for December 9th, 2019. It's called The Last Generation. And man, I'll, I'll tell you, this track's more pertinent today than ever. Absolutely more pertinent today than ever, ever before. I mean, I got, I, I'm, I can't cover it today. I can't get into it. I've got so much I've got to get done tonight before I, I get to um, bed here. But I mean, the, the next two reports are that I'm going to try to get into next week is the first one is it's happening. Colorado public schools now requiring students to role play child sacrifice poems as part of rape training indoctrination. I'm not making this stuff up. This is what they're doing. Then the next report after that is Texas school board votes to approve a pedophile friendly sex education curriculum that promotes sodomy, transgenderism, and the queer agenda to children as young as 11 years old. Those are the next two things. And then the next after that, it's Castration Incorporated, Planned Parenthood and the Business of Transgenderism. Watch and share this powerful investigative report on the nightmare history and roots of transgenderism. We're, I mean, we're not that far off from where this, this track that I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm posting here in the thing. We're not that far away. I mean, we're right on the cusp of this stuff. So, um, Pray fast, draw close to God. Best advice I can give you. Hide the word of God in your heart. And God bless you and we will see you, Lord willing, in the next audio.